The Jet Sweep Show with your co-host Will It's Harris Time Harris and Josh Smokey Hell NFL Nelson. Strap it, folks. You are cleared for flight in five, four, three, two, one. Good evening. Monday Night Football fans, I hope that you're strapped into your seat for the fastest, highest flying fantasy football show on the interwebs. And you've got myself, it's Harris Time, your host, and my beautiful, funny, hilarious, and educational co-host and good friend, Josh Smokey Hell Nelson. How the hell are you, brother? How'd you make out with six teams on by and uh, six Six teams on by this week with some of the biggest names in fantasy with Najee Harris, Josh Allen, and Justin Jefferson, and Ezekiel Elliott out. How did you make out, Smokey? Well, thanks to a couple of other guys that I have massive amounts of shares of, I did pretty good. I think I only lost uh, for uh, out of the 19 leagues that I have to set my lineups for. I think I'm only looking at three losses on the week. So that's not bad. And wow. that's including that's including my big leagues too. Like I got a big win in Scott Fishbowl this week thanks to uh, AJ Brown and Jamar Chase. And oh, oh, look at that. Yes. I, the person I who also... just got a beautiful touchdown before halftime. Look at that design. That's a fresh new one from Viridian Global. Head out to viridianglobal.com for the best designs. Look, Sir. that look tomorrow. Yeah, so, sorry to cut in, but I also just, no, secu- never I just secured a Scott Fishbowl win with uh, with AK-47 getting that touchdown right before halftime, which my man, Smokey Hell Nelson, just called shortly before the show started. He said, wouldn't it be something with that shirt on if uh, if Kamara, the, da- the, dance, the dance man himself... Uh, Gets a TD before we go before we go live. That's a story for another day, though, folks. Smokey, that is a heck of a record. You only have three losses at eighteen. I wish that I could say that mine was as uh, as pretty as that, but mm. can't can't win them all. Can't win them all. So, folks, if you're tuning in for the first time, and if you're not, we're gonna get you back in time for halftime. That's our that's our salute and promise to you, folks. We'll try our damnedest. All right, well, let's get right into this show here and start off with the black box. Now, this is the uh, the the news items of the week here. And can we take a moment to reflect on the absolute dominant performances this week from Jet Sweep show favorites, Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, who finished first and second in receiving yards in week seven, respectively, heading into tonight's matchup. Now, both young studs asserted their dominance and made some big boy plays, breaking tackles for big gains and making catches that some vets don't get trusted with, all the while proving what we knew all along. But just for those who dared to doubt the brilliance of two players that we are lucky enough to behold from day one. Now that we've paid them their proper due, we probably should move on to the biggest news item of the day. And I am, of course, talking about the signing of Mr. Elite, Joe Flacco, returning to the gym. (laughs) I can't say that shit with a straight face. The biggest news is the possible absence of Devontae Adams this Thursday night against the Cardinals because of entering the COVID protocols. Now, 
Arizona's defense currently averages the fifth least fantasy points allowed to the running back position and the least, the absolute least to the tight end position, but the eighth most to wide receivers on average. Will, does this mean an Alan Lazard smash week? I think we've been there before. We've said it before. I think we can say it with more confidence than ever before that this might be the time. This might be the time to unleash Alan Lazard. And I think we'll talk a little bit more about that in our Puff Puff Pass. Get a little bit more deep on what Spoiler you alert. do. What you should do if Devontae Adams, which is really interesting. I mean, Devontae Adams is fully vaccinated. Mm. Right. So there's it's so this it is gonna just be, be really negative. So it'd be two negative tests within 24 hours prior to the game, I believe. That's that's right. So it's still possible, folks. So mm. uh, as we as you look forward to that, I wouldn't go too too nuts on a uh, on a one week fill in in terms of uh in terms of an Alan Lazard or a Randall Cobb. Um, but it's certainly certainly attractive. The one thing I do like about Lazard is his usage. He's lined up pretty yes. much an even amount of snaps from all over the field. Left, right, slot, yeah. all of it. He can work anywhere. So if, if they're seeing mismatches and stuff like that, if Devontae's out, I do like his chances this week. But yes, we will uh, we, we will get into that a little bit later. Abs- absolutely. And, you know... You were saying today I didn't have much time to be on social media, but I did see a few flashes of read receipts going around around uh, Mr. Chase himself. So it's, you know, I think it's a good time to reflect just in and for probably for both of us, Smokey, it's just kind of, uh, you know, we we have our we have our takes. There's some takes that we've had that are wrong. And I think that we've been forthcoming about that myself you know um this was the year of cooper cup i've said for the last three years that he's not a top five wide receiver everybody else in the world has said oh no he's a top five receiver this is the year that he's going to do it and lo and behold this is the year it's you know um so there has been some truth to what people were saying and seeing before and i guess stafford is that difference maker for that offense and for Cooper Cup. So for all you uh, cuppers out there that have been seeing the cup half full over the last three seasons, I'm still beating. I'm still, I'm still winning though, because the last three seasons, <laughs> he, he still hasn't been a top five wide receiver. So I'll give you this year. I'll give you this. All right. Year. So, so, so you're batting 750. That's, that's not bad. It's, not, it's, it's not, it's not bad. And you know, <laughs> another, Another, I guess, kind of underdog and how do you people begrudging Mike Evans so much in this league and in fantasy football? I believe some fantasy football analysts actually once told us to drop Mike Evans, that he was a solid uh, droppable. Yeah, that's a that's a joke from last year. Mike Evans is one of the best, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and, you know, it was a funny moment that we had with Mike Evans catching Tom Brady's 600 bats. Um, Smokey, what, what do you think that conversation was like? Uh, I mean, I can fully tell you that Mike Evans is well familiar with the taste of crow at this point. Uh, that, that was a bonehead error. You know, you, you get caught up in it and. Christ, it was his first of three touchdowns that day, so I could see getting swept up in it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, the, I think the compensation could have been a little better for the guy, but 
you know, it is what it is. You get to a certain point, a certain line where you you push too much, you end up looking like the asshole, and you're gonna you're gonna bring that hate upon yourself. So you know what? Whatever makes you happy out of that situation, go for that. I hope you get that. And he got season tickets for the rest of this season, next season, uh, a couple of jerseys, thousand bucks credit at the shop, uh, some other stuff, and, and everything. So you know, I'm 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 sure he's happy. But uh, yeah, that was a little bit of egg on Mike Evans' face. But you know, he, he was he was wiping him away with the tears away with three touchdowns. So yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he slept. I slept like a baby in his uh, hyperbaric chamber that night. So I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'm not too worried. So that wraps up the black box. Uh, you know, it was a lot of. You know, this was the first time where we got to talk a lot about some good news, right? Joe Flacco yes! coming coming back to the Jets. I mean, what could make a Jets fan happier? Um, but I think also that there were some really standout performances. So. We're going to get into the flyby where Josh is going to run you through the top performers of the week. And there was some there was some dandy performances here this week. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the box scores tell a bit different of a story, I believe, in almost all of these categories. Um, and we'll start off with the quarterback here. And uh, the, the top performer of the week was Matt Stafford. He, he put up a statement performance against his former team, the Detroit Lions, who to their credit, actually made a game of it. They did. Yet Stafford rattled off 28 completions for 334 yards and three touchdowns with no turnovers. Now, like I said, this will be a theme tonight, but I think that Joe Burrow put up a better performance with 416 passing yards, three touchdowns as well, but he got dinged by a late interception. Uh, this caused Stafford to take this week's crown by point. Five two fantasy points. So okay. the thinnest of margins. But if you watched those games, I believe that Burrow put up the more impressive performance myself. That Bengals game was a statement game. They, from the third quarter on, they literally controlled that game and made the Ravens look like a, not quite like an XFL team. But <laughs> the Bengals were in a different class in that, in that performance. And Burrow, hey man. You know, we look back on it and were we ever spoiled with rookie quarterbacks last year with Herbert and oh, Burrow coming into the league, looking at what we're what we're looking at this season. It's just day and night with um, just the composure and poise that uh, Burrow and Herbert had in their um, in their first season. Absolutely. Uh, at the running back position this week, uh, DeAndre Swift. Love him. Same game, opposite backfield. We have the sophomore sensation, DeAndre Swift, putting up a meager 48 rushing yards on 13 attempts. But much like top-tier talent, Alvin Kamara and that beautiful Viridian design, uh, at least prior to this season, Swift makes his bones in the receiving game, boasting an impressive 96 yards on eight receptions. This included a beautiful 63-yard receiving touchdown, breaking through a tackle. Uh, Swift is PPR golden. He sits as the RB2 behind Derrick Henry overall in 2021 so far. Fantastic. Up at wide yeah. Uh, what, what more can you say? I love the kid. Always have, always will. Uh, at wide receiver, we got Cooper Cup. Uh, no surprise here as the number one wide receiver on the season was the beneficiary of much of Stafford's output, putting up a line of 10 receptions for 156 yards and two tutties. However, the box score didn't tell the whole story as Jamar Chase put up just as, if not better game, in my opinion. Like I said, I watched them both with 201 yards on eight receptions, but only one touchdown. As I said in the intro, Chase was making big plays against big men and doing it effortlessly. 
<laughs> Effortless. <laughs> Easier to say than this word as a vet would. His rapid acclimation to the NFL will make sure his name is probably heard here often, even if it's not the number one of the week. Um, at tight end, we got CJ Uzoma making his second appearance in the flyby segment this year already. <laughs> Uzoma was the box score darling of the week, exposing a couple of boneheaded defensive plays for a pair of touchdowns to go along with 91 yards on three receptions. I'm not trying to take the wind out of his sails. He earned those. But compare this to the performance with the seven for a 163-yard line of pits who only trailed Uzoma by 0.8 PPR points despite not putting up a single touchdown. This was the second most single-game receiving yards by a rookie tight end since 1970. Pitts put up a much better game, and I think he deserves the mention here as well. Will? I I would agree with you not to discredit uh, Uzama, uh, Uzama uh, the Uzi as I like to call him. Was 1970, was that Mike Ditka's season? Because that was the last, that was the biggest rookie tight end season ever. He's on pace uh, to break it. He's on pace to break it. Because it's a thousand, it's what, almost 1,100 yards. And how many TDs? That was, that's held by Ditka. So yeah, it'll I be, can't remember the exact number, but yeah, it's, it's stood anyways. since like 63 or some shit. Yeah. So he's well on his way and just, you got to be patient sometimes, you know, um, with with these rookies. But you always just look at their college production, their athletic testing, where they are drafted. It's going to make a huge difference. And we're seeing that with the three top rookies this year and Najee, Pitts, and Chase. But don't, don't fret. If you missed out on those rookies, don't worry. We've got our little segment, Puff Puff Pass, where we talk about who you should be puffing on and who should be passing on in in waivers. Uh, Josh, can you just break us down? How did we fare last week? And I must say that my fill-in last week, though rather stoic, was quite quite a handsome, quite a handsome gentleman. My God, those jeans are strong. Shout out to Ichabod Thaddeus. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> Almost had it, damn it. Uh, anyways, he, he was great fill-in for you. But yes, I'm so, so happy to have you back my friend uh but as you're saying this is our puff puff pass segment where we're telling you players you should be puffing on or picking up off waivers and ones that you should be passing on down to those waivers now last week we were puffing on Tua Tunga Vailoa and T.Y. Hilton while recommending to pass on Taylor Heineke now Tua had himself a fantastic week finishing as the QB3 before tonight's matchup and only 0.62 points out of the QB1 finish now, T.Y. ended up not playing, uh, which was a disappointment. So that one's a wash. But Tua was a hit and a half. Uh, probably choking like a motherfucker after that one. Uh, Heineke actually wasn't terrible, putting up a mediocre 25 completions for 268 yards and one touchdown, which was good for the QB 11 so far. Now, Will, who were you puffing and passing on this week? Yeah, we kind of alluded to it. We were flying around these players earlier, but certainly one with the Devontae Adams situation that is really, really interesting has got to be the Green Bay Packers wide receiver room. And, you know, up until this point, my one rule in fantasy football is that I would never play a Packer that was not named Adams, Rodgers, or Jones. Um, with Devontae potentially Degante this week due to COVID-19, <laughs> 
I stole that one for, for you. Um, there's a real potential that these peripheral wide receivers become the focal point against the uh, high-powered uh, Arizona offense. Uh, they've got a game total of over 52.5 right now with the cards as favorites, so Rodgers might have to be able to have to sling it um, in order to show Kyler who the real boss of the of the NFC is. Um, Lazard's got to be the early favorite here, though, because as you as you talked about, Smokey, he's actually been getting pretty good usage as of late, even with Devontae in the um, roster this week he had six targets for five receptions 60 yards and a td the week before that he actually had seven targets so he has seen decent volume uh lazard has um but we could also unpack this a little bit more as well um you know if it's a real desperation play could randall cobb play a bigger role um he hasn't seen the same type of uh, volume uh, that lazard has but he's available 9% uh, rostered in Yahoo leagues. So take a look there as well. Um, Bobby Tons, um, Robert Tanyan is still available in over 50% of leagues as well. Again, his volume has been so incredibly sporadic and TD dependent. Maybe with mm-hmm. Adams out, there's going to be more of a funneled offense to Tanyan. We've known that he has been a favorite kind of third target for Rodgers on occasion. So Lazard is kind of at the top of that list um, yes, for sir. me. And then Bobby Tons, if he's available. And then if you're really desperate at wide receiver, like I've been numerous times in Scott Fishbowl, I've added and dropped Randall Cobb twice so far. Yeah, you talk about desperation. I've done it. And so Randall Cobb. Cobb will be um, there for you. So that's our first one. And Lazard's only rostered in 4% of leagues. Um, going over to um, going over to your Cowboys, this is a really sneaky one. And you can actually go yes. and action this play right now. And that's one Michael Gallup, who's only rostered in 40% of Yahoo leads. And who doesn't want a piece of this high-flying uh, Cowboys offense that's averaging 34.2 points a game? Without Gallup, without Gallup, you put this guy back in, they're going to fucking smash, but continue. Absolutely. So go right now, see if he's available, Um, which is a travesty if he is because he was IR eligible. Uh, Gallup's been out since week one with a calf injury. Um, Make that, make that roster room tonight and add him on waivers. When we look at the um, Gallup's fill-in, you know, Cedric Wilson actually showed out pretty well. He's been averaging 7.5 points a game on only three targets. He's played well, but he's absolutely no Gallup. Let's rewind a bit to 2019 when Dak was able to support three wide receivers when healthy. Did Gallup put up the quietest 1,000-yard season ever that year? I think that he might have. Like nobody ever, nobody ever talked about that. Um, even under the Red Rifle last year, Gallup managed 843 yards on five TDs. Um, mm-hmm. With Dak playing at an extremely high level, why not add in one of his favorite targets in Michael Gallup tonight? Um, we talked about him before earlier. It's uh, and by the way, I'm flying really high tonight, and I did uh, I did three three puffs and one pass. So you're getting <laughs> it, you're getting it all. But we don't need to dwell on this one too much because we've already talked about him. That's CJ Uzuma, 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 Uzi. <laughs> Uzi. And, you know, um, we're, we're all about following trends here on the uh, Jet Sweep show, not just ch- ch- not just chasing the box score. And, hey, um, I would be lying to you if we weren't looking at the fantasy score with what Uzo- 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 Uzoma has been <laughs> doing 
um, with his limited targets. I mean, his last three weeks, he's had targets of two, three, and three. Um, I would be foolish not to be able to say that he has turned those he has turned those targets into 133 yards and three TDs. Um, you know, in a in a tight end landscape where one touchdown will 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 determine yeah, a top five TE performance or you know something around like tight end 20. Uh, you could do no more, new, no worse than uh, than Uzi. He's shown this chemistry, this kind of built-in rapport with Joe Burrow, um, and we also got to rewind a bit. And before his uh, unfortunate Achilles accident, you know, he was in route to being a very productive and dominant tight end, and that kind of safety outlet that Burrow was leaning on in his rookie season. Uzi plays the, you know, he plays over 70% snaps here. He's always out there. So he's that option for Burrow in the pass game. What's really, really interesting is he is per target averaging the highest amount of fantasy points per target. He's every time that he gets a target, he's averaging three points. That's absolutely insane. Um, load your, load your waivers with Uzi. If you're in need of tight end, because when he gets the ball, he's not only, uh, he's not only a threat to score a touchdown, but he's also showing that he has some yak ability. Go and get that Uzi. Um, again, this is, a um, our pass now for this week is one that kind of saddens me. Um, Smokey, we got to pour one out for our homie and, uh, the, who should have been the Super Bowl MVP when the chiefs won it all. And that's Damian Williams. Damian Williams actually has played pretty well for Chicago in uh, cleanup duty for Montgomery when he when he's been out. But this young man in Khalil Herbert has absolutely been dominant Damn. with the touches that they have given him. Um, so a couple different things with Williams. Obviously, Herbert is the only bright spot in this offense right now. We've also got Monty coming back from injury very shortly, and I've also seen that uh, we've got some news that um, that Cohen might be back in the mix too here. So if you have Damian Williams on your roster as well right now, maybe that's a guy that you go and drop if you need wide receiver help and go and add Gallup tonight if you can. Oh. So um, Damian okay. Williams is uh, is not fantasy relevant right now with, um, with what uh, Mr. Herbert is doing. And he showed out against maybe one of the best run defenses that we've yes. seen in a long time in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And don't quote me on this, but I think the stat is that he is one of three running backs since 2018 to post a hundred yard rushing game against that uh, vaunted Bucks defense. So this kid yeah. could be, could be for real Smokey. We are back in action in this Monday night football game. So Smokey and I, we've got to fly, but tune into the jet sweep show next week as we are your wingman to fantasy success. Catch you on the flight deck. Enjoy the rest of tonight. Good luck. Thank you for tuning in to the Jetson Show. You can follow Will at It's Harris Time. Smokey at SmokeyLNFL. And the show at Jet Sweet Show. You can find the podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you next week.